So, has anyone of you uh, ever want to go to North Korea and talk about blockchain stuff there? Every day. No. How smart do you think that it is to go to North Korea and talk about blockchain stuff there? Especially if you live in, for example, the US. Probably <laughs> not that smart. <laughs> but assuming somebody did want to go to North Korea and they did live in the USA, I'm sure your friend would talk you out of doing that, right? Well, I mean, you could also just ask the State Department um, if it's okay. And then the State Department would tell you, you know, yes, it's okay or no, it isn't. And then you just follow what they say. Well, your friends might also tell you, enjoy. And you'd listen to them over the State Department because logic. <laughs> who wouldn't? Yeah, your friends who aren't in the USA and who are not American citizens that are telling you to go ahead and enjoy it. Well, naturally, you would go and enjoy it, right? Makes sense. I, I would definitely go there for the food. <laughs> or, or lack of. I'd like to point out that like, I have for a long time wanted to go uh, to North Korea, but I have decided not to um like despite many opportunities uh to go it's not expensive um but it's uh and and i think it would be fascinating but yeah like i value um not being in prison more than like my desire to go into uh, that country because you were in prison and it was bad now i'm in the jungle now i'm in nam namibia <laughs> <laughs> If you go in, they put you in prison. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, that's. I mean, there's that kid who um, who tried to steal a, a, a propaganda poster and uh, got thrown in prison there and died. So I mean, like that's not a not a fun thing. If you do go, I think the slogan to get you out would be pretty good. It rolls off the tongue. Free fluffy. <laughs> right. Free Ross. Free Virgil. It doesn't have the same ring to it, but free fluffy. It's just so smooth. Free fluffy sounds like I'm getting a free teddy bear or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how about we just don't do that? Like, Yeah, and how about we just start the episode? Because we didn't start the episode yet. Yes, we should start. Magical Crypto. Enjoy. Magical Crypto. The best thing to do is simply to huddle. What's a young pony to do in a sea of shady ICOs? A lion's courage can light up even the darkness. Of shadows, unlike the corporate suits, the whale panda is wise. A chicken dreams about the moon while soaring in the skies. As Bitcoin sees new all time highs, all around me I see big block heads. The best thing to do is simply to huddle. And we're still here with me, Will Panda, Charlie Lee in his underground bunker, um, Samson Mao in his Canadian office, and Ricardo Spagni in the North Korean jungle. Why is it the- <laughs> I don't even have internet there. How am I doing this without internet? Magic. Satellite? Yeah. Box stream satellite. Of course, yeah. So, of course, obviously what we were talking about earlier was uh, virtual from the Ethereum Foundation getting arrested when he came back to United States after visiting North Korea and giving a talk there about Ethereum as smart contracts. And apparently he also, um, he sent like one ETH from North Korea to 
or from South Korea to North Korea or something. So there was like some sanction being broken there. And this part of the story was not reported on, but they also tripled DAP users to 10. <laughs> <laughs> Crypto Kitties tripled the, the daily active user count. You know 10, you can't divide three, right? Okay, fine, nine. <laughs> it was 10 plus, no, it was nine plus Virgil, so a 10. Yeah, 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 that's right. And after Virgil left, it's only nine. Yes. Got it. So obviously, that was a very stupid idea to go to a blockchain conference in North Korea. But apparently, he was obsessed with North Korea already for a while because someone, people were digging up tweets from him from back before Ethereum and stuff like that that he wanted to go and visit. My, my favorite are the people that are like, he went there to help the people of North Korea. Like, you don't help the people of North Korea by teaching the government how to evade sanctions. I mean, that's not helpful to, like, the people that are starving there and, you know, in forced indentured labor. And and everyone that you interact with there are government approved anyway. So, um... yeah, and and the topics that you're that you're able to talk on are have to be government approved as well. So, like, what are you really trying to accomplish? Maybe he just really wanted to go to jail. There are better ways to do it. Yeah, you either you go there and talk about stuff the government, the North Korean government doesn't like, and they put you in jail. Or you talk about something the U.S. doesn't like, and then the U.S. puts you in jail. So, just not not very and smart. And if you really want to go to, I mean, if if you really want to go to jail, just like steal a tank. I mean, like that's already been done. That's <laughs> so last year. True. What what, what was the B B cash guy or BSV guy? Other B cash. Does it matter? That that that's a difference. Well, at that point in time, there was only B cash, so maybe he became a VS guy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Fies guy, SV guy. So I, I, I believe it was Trace Mayer who said that uh, coin join is a really bad idea because you have a, a chance to get coin joined with the terrorists from North Korea and get your next deposit to an exchange locked and investigated. There's a lot of North Korea theme in this episode. Yeah, what gives? I don't know. It was two North Korean things and kind of links together. Well, so. You wouldn't coin join with some guy in North Korea because they're using Ethereum. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's smart so um how realistic is um the fear that if you go and join I, I we had talked about this already a couple of times but how realistic you think now with regulations tightening with uh, monero getting delisted maybe also because ricardo got fired um i i think it's i think it's pretty realistic um i think that uh the, the the point of CoinJoin really is it's only useful if like everyone's using it. If uh, you and 10 others are using it, then the liquidity attack is trivial. And even beyond a liquidity attack, you've got the obvious issue of, yeah, you, you could be mixing with like someone who's doing something bad, like a drug dealer and or someone who withdraws from a darknet market and now your exchange account gets nailed. I mean, if you're trading on exchange, you probably shouldn't be doing that. If you just want some privacy for spending or, I don't know, trading with your friends, selling bills, then I think you could do it. But if you're definitely trading large amounts on exchange, you wouldn't do that. And plus, it'd be really hard to join large amounts of coins anyways. So I actually, um, that's an interesting thing. So, um, for example, Globy. Um, do, what kind of requirements do they have like uh, for like chain analysis stuff or uh, are, are they going to check where the coins come from? 
Um, as far as I'm aware, and, and I mean, I'm not the right person to ask about this. I'm not on like on the compliance side at all. But as far as I'm aware, the, the, a lot of the regulation is similar to cash. So, you know, once you receive, start receiving a certain amount, then, um, you've got to, uh, uh, you have to explain why you're receiving a bunch of crypto. Um, so, you know, you just point them to your website where you sell vape pens or whatever. And then they just took a box saying that they confirmed that this is where it's coming from. This is where the, the payment traffic is coming from. Um, it's the same, like crypto, uh, crypto and credit card processing in that sense is not too dissimilar. If you're receiving a bunch of credit card payments, then they also are going to go like, okay, so you, you know, you're processing a thousand dollars a day. Where is this coming from? And then you'll point them to your website and they'll go, cool. We checked. But would you care if the buyer is sending coins from a dark night marketplace? Would Globy care? I don't think so. I I think, you know, with the, like, like it's certainly possible that it's happened in the past. We've never had a problem um, upstream or Globy's never had a problem upstream converting that to fiat. Um, but I guess, I guess, you know, that when you bundle a bunch of small things together um, and you're then exchanging it, maybe it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's not like we exchange it on a, uh, on a, on a, per transaction basis that would be nuts so okay no that makes sense but the as a, a merchant the best way to protect against dark market coins coming your way is really to use bitpay because it's incompatible with everything <laughs> <laughs> but they accept bitcoin cash so okay so no other remarks on the coin join issue um no if the exchange sees like a coin join transaction, it's pretty obvious it's a coin join transaction. Like all the inputs will be the same amount, all the outputs will be the same amount, and there's a lot of inputs and a lot of outputs. So if if they see that, they probably won't like automatically just assume that you're definitely the, the guy who sent the coins. So I don't, I don't know exactly what, like, I don't know for sure what would happen, but it would seem pretty obvious that it's a coin join transaction, right? I have not yet heard of any exchanges uh, blocking or being adverse to getting CoinJoin transactions yet, but I'd be interested to hear if someone experienced it. Hit us up in the comment section. Oh, and subscribe. And subscribe. I always, I always forget <laughs> one of these. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, let's do our advertisement now, and that's a special one. It's Crypto Steel. Crypto Steel Capsule, the mighty steel goddess of protection, in physical form. She will always love you. By storing your valuable data without any third-party involvement. She will always protect you. By being stainless, shockproof, acid-resistant, and fireproof, up to fourteen hundred degrees Celsius. She will always be with you. She is divinely able to survive extreme conditions and work under nearly all circumstances. She will always take care of your wealth. Offline, passive protection that will never betray you. The Crypto Steel Capsule. The Steel Goddess protects what's yours. So, if you want all of this cool stuff, go to CryptoSteel.com. That's steel with two E's and not an EA. Because that's malware. So uh, maybe they will come to MCC. And talking about MCC, 
So we have some more information. So we launched our website and the trailer. Uh, big differences this year is that we'll have a lightning demo room. If you have a lightning project that you're working on, or you know someone who is working on a cool lightning project but doesn't have the funds to buy a boot or something like that or advertise, I'll be a, uh, I'll be a sponsor. Please feel free to reach out at lightning at magicalcryptoconference.com and uh, we'll select the 10 most interesting projects and you'll get a free boot to demo your stuff there. Um, some other stuff we're doing is we're giving 50 uh, free MCC tickets away to um, minorities like uh, Girls Who Code and stuff like that. So if you run uh, an interesting minority group like that or something like an initiative, um, reach out to us. Also, if you want to volunteer or sponsor or, yeah, talk, if you want to be a speaker. Um, should we mention the specific email addresses for each of these things? They're here. Are we discriminating against non-minorities? Yeah, we are. No, we're not, because non-minorities like uh, middle-aged white men can afford the ticket. Oh. <laughs> and, and these are the emails that you can write to. And this is the email where you can co complain about uh, Ricardo's racism and ageism. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> um, is there something else that we can announce for MCC? We have our first speaker, Dr. Adam Back. We have speakers. We have, uh, I think by the time that this airs, we already announced a couple of speakers. Is Adam's doctor similar to Craig Wright's doctor? No, it's totally different. <laughs> We also have uh, Alex Gladstein from um, Human, Rights Human Rights Foundation. That was a difficult one. Um, Alice Clean. And Meltem is there again. With or without the toilet this year, I don't know. It will be interesting. With a bigger toilet this year. Well, the shitcoins died mostly, so I don't know if there's that much room in it for shitcoins. I, I mean, know. there's still a lot of coins. Yeah, but they're worthless now. Speaking of shitcoins dying... BSV... Uh, it's delisting itself. It's, it's making, yeah, it's delisting itself. It's making uh, pay to script uh, hash outputs invalid. And BitGo uh, is going to remove support from it. Mike Belshi didn't want to support it, so he, he said, if you pay 15 million, we'll support it. 15 million? Yeah, and, and because he actually replied to Kelvin and said, like, oh, we're glad you didn't because <laughs> yeah. we really didn't want to support it. I was going to reply to Mike Belcher and say, that's actually really dangerous. He might have just paid it. So you should have asked for like 150. Well, 15 million is worth it. <laughs> yeah, 15 million is totally worth it. I, would, I mean, like I would add BSV to Globy for, for $15 million. No problem. No one would use it. If I was him, I would have paid the 15. No, no one would use it. So it's basically like, you know, money for jam. Like, but basically, Bickle would have to kind of recreate multi-sig support. For BSV, is that the deal with $15 million? Is that, is that what they kind of said they would have to do? I guess so. None of us know. Yeah. Well, it was pretty stupid. BSV is kind of saying that they want to go back to the original Satoshi's vision. And Satoshi didn't release um, multisig or pay to script. So they're just going to remove it. This is just the first in a, in a series of steps that are going to allow Craig to claim Satoshi's coins on uh, BSV. It's all it is. But they're, wor they're worthless, so... No, he needs them to pay Ira. Because, one, it's the original, and two, those are his coins. 
That's the only way he can pay Ira. <laughs> how, how, what's the price of BSV today? I mean, 1 million BSV is worth how much? I don't know. But I think he'll just claim that BSV is real. <laughs> so take these coins. <laughs> so he's going to put the, the poker room back into the Bitcoin client. Maybe. The unfinished marketplace. Yeah, that was part of the original client. Oh, that guy's such a clown. BSV is currently worth $85. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> it's not, not cheap. That's because they can't sell it or else it'll go to zero. And on this, again, depressing note. <laughs> what do you mean? That's it's not depressing at all. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, it's hilarious, but it's, it's still $85 per, per coin. So that's kind of sad. Uh-huh. And they're having soon, aren't they? They are uh, probably. Probably. I mean, I think Bitcoin Cash is having first. What are they? What are they having? <laughs> are they he- are they ahead of, of Bcash or not? I think they're behind Bcash. I don't know. No one really cares about it. But technically, they should be reaching a halving soon, right? Unless they forked it out. Oh, you mean they're halving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're halving. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the halving. Okay. So. Peace out. Bye. 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 You can also get the capsule on Blockstream store at blockstream.com. But don't. Don't. No one cares, Samson. <laughs> <laughs> cut. Cut that. No, that's so good. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Yeah, we actually get it to people in North America faster because our warehouse is in North America. How about North Korea? La, 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 la. Maybe next year. But then we have to start accepting Ethereum.